Hey, everybody, Cam Mayo, Mr. Paul Lucas here to do podcast number eight, coming to you, Rug Rescue. I hope awesome to have you guys here. I love you. I appreciate you. And we got some on watching tonight, seeing what we're doing for this podcast. We want to kind of remind you guys what this is about. This is simply the calls that we get through the week. It might be a call about viscose, might be a call about silk, bleeding, crocking, it could be anything. Moz, what do we do? How do we deal with it? It's the calls that we get on a daily basis. And we're trying to break down that call a little bit more to you guys. You guys hear us on the Rug Room Live talk about things and what would you do. But we're hitting the subject, solve the problem quick, and we tell you how we solved it. But we don't really tell you how we got there. And sometimes we want to talk about that a little bit more because we want you guys to be able to think about that a little bit more in case you can't get a hold of one of us and you've got to figure out the problem. So we really hope you enjoy this. Again, this is podcast number eight. This is a situation I had uh, very recently, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. I'm going to read to you the text and how it went and what we did and all that good stuff. And uh, if you have comments on it, anybody who's here tonight, you can do that. If we have a chance, we might we might try to address it. Um, but we really appreciate the feedback. And if you're watching, su subscribe to us, hit the like button, all that good stuff. We truly, truly appreciate it. So let's get on with it. Matthew Strader down for it awesome cleaner. Um, he's come to our class, very good student, really caught on to things really well. And um, I talk to, uh, you know, I talk to him every now and then when a little something pops up, but he's always sharp. He's always on top of it. And this was a good one he threw at me. Um, and I'm going to read to you a little bit about what it is. And this was a text that I got from him. He called, but I wasn't able to take his call. So we started going back and forth texting very large viscose rug. Cam, it will not fit in my spinner. Washed with rayon rug shampoo, dried it with a water cloth, and a wand with a truck mount. It was 100% dry when I came in the next morning, which was 12 hours. Now, that's not bad, folks. 12 hours, that's, that's good timing. Um, the rug browned like crazy, but not only did it brown like crazy, it's stiff as plywood, he said. So now... I go into triage. I start asking the questions, Paul. One of the first ones that I kind of got into right out of the gate, and some people might wonder why I asked this. I said, can you fold that rug in half and roll it? Now, the reason I asked that was, I know he has a Turkish spinner, okay? I'm not saying anything wrong, but I know the cylinder's maybe not as big, but I'm thinking if we could get that rolled up and still somehow get it in there and spin it, that opens the door to just put it on that wash floor and rewash it and do a full wash. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Even though it's big, he probably gets somebody to help him find a way to maneuver it in. That was thrown out. Can't do that. So now I'm into, okay, how do we remove the browning? And how do we soften this rug up? And, and he was very clear to me how he, he, he did it the right way. Now he did have to go surface cleaning. So he, had to spray the rug. He cleaned it with the truck mount, you know. Actually, no, no, I think I'm wrong about that. He did a full wash on that. I'm sorry, I got to correct myself. He did a full wash and he just did the extraction with the truck mount. So he went, knowing, knowing Matt, he went two ounces in, did first in, last out, did all that stuff. And then from there he had, you know, rinsed it the best he could and extracted. Now, my, my thinking is, He's limited because it's so big. He's having to rinse. He's, he's using the flash extractor, the water claw. Trying to get everything out of there was probably a battle. So I, I kind of, in my mind, I'm thinking, 
we might have a little issue with soil. We have a little issue with the lignin and we have an issue with the, the viscose stiffening up. So we've got kind of three battles that we're kind of dealing with there. Now, as the conversation went on, my comment to him was, and we, we even talked about the diameter of the cylinder and the spinner, trying to find a way to make that work. He asked about silk rug revitalizer. And right away, I shut that down. I went, no, that's not the direction we want to go. That is for a different situation and a different problem. And when you come on, maybe hit on that, but I don't want to spend a lot of time because that'll be a whole other podcast. You know it will be. I know it will be. We'll, we'll get onto that one day. I went back to, I said, no. I said, Matt, what we need to talk about, I think, is silky soft, hydrogen peroxide, maybe even taking LST and comboing it up with the peroxide spraying everything, a light bonnet, very careful, very light bonnet. Uh, maybe you, you could, I, I don't like using a Cymex or CRB in this situation. I kind of like a, you know, like an orbital auric, you know, those small, they're like 30 pounds, something like that. And even that gets a little aggressive. So I think a 175 would be okay, a lighter one. But if you do that, in my mind, I'm telling them, Let's go a little heavier. Spray it good. Don't hold back. Get a, get a good application on there. Bonnet all that off. Then go back and put another application of hydrogen peroxide. Groom it in. Let it dry 100%. Come back the next day and then start going towards the silky soft. Now, here's a question he threw at me. And I honestly... I wasn't 100% sure on the answer that I gave him. He said to me, let me find it here real quick. Will the H, will the hydrogen peroxide affect the silky soft? Like if the rug isn't fully dry from the browning treatment with the HP, and I put that silky soft on, will there be an effect? Now, I said no. I said, I think it will be okay. You'll be compatible, although I prefer for you to do it after when it's dry. We'll you are correct. That, that's correct. They won't interfere with each other, but you should keep things separate as, as, a, as a general uh, best practice. Now, and, and that's what I thought. And I'm glad you told me that because the last thing I want to do is get something wrong. Uh, I did tell him I would double check with you on that. I was not 100% sure. Um. The other thing, you know, now, if this was a smaller rug, Paul, I mean, I would tell him, hey, just, you know, do the LST with the peroxide, get that taken care of, and then throw the rug in the tumbler or badger it and then vacuum the heck out of it. You know, a lot of times you get that. But in this case, when, it, when I hear it's stiff as a board, it's silky soft all day long. I mean, that's one of the things Megan loves. I mean, she uses that pro on these viscose rugs. That silky soft really does work on it. I want people to understand, and that's part of the point of this call, it's not just for silk. Yeah, you got two issues going on here with this rug. One is discoloration. So that's that's something we have to take with, uh, uh, deal with. The other thing we, we have to deal with the stiffness. Now, now what's, to solve a problem, you gotta know what the problem is. Why does it get stiff? Well, the reason is 
rayon has a polarity issue. When they extrude the rayon, it's very, very fine. Way down to single digit um, sizes. So the, the denier is single digit, you know, nine, eight, seven, six. And the reason they do that is because they're trying to make people think it's silk. Now, silk has a denier of about one. So it might be one, it might be two, it might be 0.5. And because of that fine denier, silk feels soft and luxuriant and wonderful. So now silk's very expensive, though. So now we can take a cheap raw ingredient and make it feel and look like silk. The problem is the surface area is increased like a thousand fold because you have very little substance and you have a very high amount of surface area. So what happens is you have a huge amount of negative charges on this fiber and you get it all wet and you clean it. And what happens is all these fibers end up bonding to each other because of van der Waals forces. And there's some other forces in there, hydrogen bonding, London forces, uh, but all of these uh, bonding forces combine and you end up with a stiff fiber. We talked about this earlier uh, on another broadcast. Um, so, silky soft being a positive charge and rayon rug shampoo being a positive charge breaks up the, this tendency to bond together. It counteracts the hydrogen bonding. It counteracts the London forces. It counteracts the Van der Waals. And so now with a little bit of grooming and a little bit of moisture, because you got to have those things in there too, um, you can make it feel like it was when it was new. And so you got one issue with polarity, and then you got a second issue with discoloration. And, and you're, you're recommending oxidation to solve that, which is fine, because it will. And so they got to do both of those to get the carpet back to its normal state. Now, Paul, I got a question for you, um, and we won't spend too much time on this podcast, but I, I do want to bring this up. When we're dealing with a viscose rug, and it's been browning on us like that, and we, we feel pretty good about the soil issue, we've got the soil pretty much taken care of. Is there a reason why we can't tell someone, hey, go first in, last out with hydrogen peroxide. Go ahead and spray the whole rug with that and then start washing. Why couldn't we do that? Well, you could, okay? But the problem with hydrogen peroxide is it is a short-lived product. And it's a non-residue product. So it tends to be more efficacious as a post-treatment product. So yeah, you can put it in at the beginning. You can put it in at the middle. 
but it's best at the end. And here's why, because there's all these other things in the way. So you're diluting its effect. You're interfering with its effect because you have other issues. So it's better to take care of those other issues and then apply it at the end. Because uh, a lot, lot of tools that we use, like chemical tools, you know, they got to be rinsed. Uh, they got to be neutralized. They got to be uh, counteracted. But hydroperoxide doesn't. So well, it's and, a and, great finish. And being a short-lived product goes back to kind of what we talk about when we do do that post-treatment, like you just mentioned. We're telling people, look, it might take you two or three applications. And you have to spray it fairly heavy when you're doing that coffee spot or that urine stain. You can't just spritz it. You can't just mist it. You've got to put it on fairly good because it's going to go bye-bye fairly quick. So you've got to get a good application. And sometimes, yeah, it may take two or three, but you're not doing the damage that you would because of it being short-lived and it's doing its job fairly quick. And, and there's one other thing I want to bring up. And again, I'm not trying to make other people look bad or go after people that's not my intent my intent is to make us all better cleaners but you know, on the internet and you know uh you hear people say well like add ammonia to it or add 50 50 ammonia to it or add a bunch of ultraviolet light to it and heat it up add hot water to it okay when you accelerate hydroperoxide with all these other things, especially alkalinity, what happens is it does get more active, but its dwell time is also greatly reduced. So yeah, it works better, but it doesn't have any time because it's all gone. So there's a balance, and again, the American boy attitude is more is always better with hydroperoxide is often not the case we don't want to get it hot because when it's hot it's gone in a minute or two we don't want to get the ph up to 12 because it's gone in 10 seconds we don't want to hit it with uvb because it's going to be gone so what we want, again, analogies with heat, we want to slow cook it. It's like having a crock pot or a roast or a smoked piece of meat. You don't want to do it in three seconds. You want to give it some time. And all these accelerants take that time away. So... Uh, even though it's very popular because we all have this, you know, testosterone driven head uh, brain that more is better. It, it, sometimes less is better. Absolutely, Paul. And for those of you here, thanks for watching the show. For those of you who are going to be watching this podcast, this is podcast number eight. We're very, very happy to be here. And this one, you know, hey, from hard to stiff to silky soft. Fixing those brown and browned out stiff viscose rugs. I mean, it can be a challenge, but there are products that will help you get there. Some of which Chemex has, some of which you can buy at the store. And that's what we were talking about tonight. 
We're talking about hydrogen peroxide. We're talking about silky soft. We're talking about those hard and stiff viscose rugs that you can fix. And we really, really appreciate you guys being here. Again, just to hit on it one more time, this is podcast number eight. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, You can send us and put it in the comments if you want uh, on YouTube and wherever else you see the subjects you may want to hear about. We get phone calls all the time, and that's what Rug Rescue is about. We're trying to talk about those calls that we get. Break them down a little bit more. Explain to you guys why we're doing what we're doing. Um, Create more of a conversation about it and, um, and, and show you that, look, if you call us, you call one of our students, you call someone who's been with us for a while, they can help you get through almost every situation. That's what this is all about. And this is what we've been achieving through the years. And we will continue to do. I was just saying today, Paul, I think I've been hanging out with you for 10 years. I'm starting to think it's been a, a little bit too long. No wonder I feel so old. <laughs> I, I do tend to do that to people. I mean, when I met Brian, he was 23. I mean, now the guy looks like 70. I mean, I, I feel bad. I, I, I messed them all up, you know. So, But hey, I want to say thanks um, not only to you, Paul. Um, we're almost to number 10. We've got a couple more to get there. And we've had so much support, like people like Brian and Frank and Stacy and Darcy and people who are here tonight watching what we're doing, going, what are these clowns up to? And, and we truly do appreciate you. Go ahead, Paul. You know, that reminds me, I should go back 10 years and talk about the phone calls that I got from Cameron when he was trying to figure out how to clean rugs. We could do a few of those. Uh, there's there, there's more hour. than a few of them. Don't do it take an hour or two because it's like uh, rug cleaning 101. Oh, I'll tell you what. There's definitely, definitely uh, uh, quite a few of them. And, and you know me, Paul. I'll be the first to admit every single one of them. And you know what? We should have Lynn come on one night and talk about one of the hardest ones I ever had to make a call on it was to her and Wade about three silk rugs I did. But that's for a whole nother night. This was podcast number eight. Those hard and stiff viscose rugs, how to make them silky soft. Hey, thanks guys for being here. We appreciate you so much. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Please support us. We truly appreciate you. Watch these podcasts. And if you have any comments, questions, anything, please throw them out there. We'll be here to help you. Check out the Rug Room Live. Check out ChemMax. Check out RugWashPros.com for more podcasts. Thank you, guys. Take care. Keep it clean. Good night. Thanks for coming.